0: Hello friends, my name is Aliza Kelly. I'm a celebrity astrologer, three-time author, and host of this podcast, Stars Like Us. Think of Stars Like Us as your favorite nighttime talk show that just so happens to be released every Monday morning. Each week we connect with another amazing expert guest, and together we talk about everything under the sun. But before we get into today's episode, take a moment to rate this podcast five stars, Why? Because you're the fucking best. All right, now let's do it. Sit back, relax, and get ready for another out-of-this-world conversation. This is Stars Like Us. everyone. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Aliza Kelly, and I am here today with someone who I am so excited to get to know. And I know you're really excited to get to know too, because this person is a Scorpio rising, which means that there's always a lot going on that we may never know. We may never know the full Chris Barnett, but Chris Barnett, what we do know is an Aries sun, Gemini moon, Scorpio rising, Chris Barnett is an actor, model, writer, producer, and now accidental content creator on social media based in New York City. He is a self-proclaimed starry-eyed storyteller chasing the dream and running from the ghosts of Marlon Brando and James Dean. That sounds like a lot. Mm -hmm. The proud owner of debilitating ADHD and a deep-rooted cold brew addiction, Chris enjoys reciting Sorkin monologues in busy New York City streets generally brooding in the essence of a tortured artist that's where the Scorpio rising comes in and practicing various accents and dialects to confuse passerbys that's where the Gemini moon comes in so we've already covered a lot of ground Chris it is so lovely to have you here thank you so much
1: (laughs) thank you so much for having me I'm excited to, to learn more about me
0: yeah I'm excited to learn more about you too and then the other part of you the 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 twin part of you, the Gemini moon part of you, the duality. I was so struck by the fact that your, I mean, can I say avatar? Is that too creepy that your profile picture, your avatar, it has these masks, the, you know, that classic comedy masks of happy drama, drama masks.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but it's so Gemini that's like the symbol of Gemini.
1: I'm very happy that, going to be analyzing this because I actually didn't know what a Gemini moon really meant or I didn't know much about the sign Gemini at all. Uh, But I'm excited to learn about
0: it. Do you know about your Aries sun?
1: Well, yes. Um, I'm quite, what's a nice word? I'm a very aggressive person. I'm very uh, competitive, very uh, particular, you know, when it comes to respective partners, um, anything really. Um, I do know it's just a generally I can be a very fiery person. And that's something I've had to try to keep, you know, the reins on as I've grown. Um, but yeah, I don't mind it. I I, I think being passive doesn't serve me in many ways.
0: I would definitely agree just based on your big three. Um, there's a lot of Mars energy. If we were to use traditional astrology, we would have like double Mars energy because both Aries and Scorpio are ruled by mars if we're using know that. contemporary astrology we would say mars pluto but at the end of the day we're talking about you know some inertia we're talking about movement we're talking about velocity we want to make things happen and get things done Wanna go fast yes go fast exactly do you bump your head a lot
1: like physically yeah or like in relationships no no, no.
0: uh physically
1: both yes okay um I've gotten quite a few concussions.
0: You Aries, I feel like I'm always, my fiance is an Aries son and I feel like I'm always tending to a head injury. Uh, and my grandfather, who I was very close with, was also an Aries son. And I remember his head, like, just, it was like, I was always in a state of like, watch out! Like, look behind you! I'm up <laughs> there! Like, because <laughs> it's always, you're moving faster than you can like, scan the it's space. It's a metaphor. Yeah. We're,
1: we're always diving head first before we get our bed.
0: It is true. And in medical astrology aries also is associated with the head so lots of interesting Interesting. Things. yes the one on the top of your head
1: medical astrology is a thing
0: yes it's not fascinating. you know i would definitely um go to a regular doctor in addition to a <laughs> medical astrologer <laughs> Just
1: quick disclaimer yeah uh.
0: <laughs> well this has been actually a kind of a topic of discussion lately because i it's so fascinating uh sort of tangential, but related. I'm sure that your Gemini moon would be interested in this. In the time that I have been working as an astrologer, I have had to calibrate for culture and societal sort of conditions a lot more than I could have ever expected. Like, you know, I started practicing and and studying and identifying as an astrologer in the Obama era, which was a really different time. Than the trump era and feels like a different life it was a different lifetime and in that time i was like so much more you know i was like i would love to challenge the enlightenment and i was like Fuck this astrology i had like my bio was that i was a scientist just to piss people off but then <laughs> over the past several years i've felt like it is my moral responsibility to differentiate the work that I do and say it's actually not a science. It's, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I, you know, science is very valid and it is very much not my practice, but my practice is also very valid, even though it is not a science. And that, you know, constantly having to sort of like, Oscillate based on what is going on in the collective conscious is really interesting and definitely not something that I would have anticipated. But that actually leads me to one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, which is about obviously your accidental, alleged accidental newfound fame. So, what happened? (laughs) And what does it feel like to be moving with the collective consciousness on that scale?
1: Well, I don't think I've actually processed it yet. And I, I still wouldn't call myself famous. Well, by I any called means. you famous. So I you, people keep saying that. And I mean, I guess I'm, I'm slowly kind of coming around to the idea of fame necessarily. But, um, you know, all of a sudden people ask me for pictures or stop me on the street or like come up to me at a restaurant. I'm like, I'm like, that's pretty crazy. I
0: would, That's fame. That's fame, baby.
1: I haven't processed that yet, but, uh, it all started actually, you know, I was in New York city, what I've been, I've lived in New York for like three, four years. Um, basically when I started my acting career, I jumped into New York, you know, I was on my hustle and then, uh, I was really injured in a car accident like two years ago. And that ended up causing a host of problems, which essentially imploded my life. Like when I was at a high point, I had just built my team. I had a new manager, new agents, and, uh, I was getting into bigger and bigger rooms and, uh, things were looking up and then I got injured. Uh, both of the aforementioned reps dropped me. Uh, I, I needed to, uh, I couldn't really work at all. Um, I needed to basically, I, I had to move back to Connecticut where I grew up and consolidate all of my medical care and, and kind of figure this out. And then obviously I was isolated for about, you know, almost a year Kind of in my little recovery space uh, before the pandemic hit, so I had double the isolation, um, which is maybe why I'm a little crazy. <laughs> no, I was crazy before that. Yeah, but, yeah. that's the Gemini
0: moon. Don't worry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's here I, to stay.
1: <laughs> I needed, uh, I needed a creative outlet. I was in a really dark place, you know, having lost um, my passion and essentially, you know, my life and everything. And I found TikTok. You know, I found out about you know its existence. And I vividly remember when Vine became a big thing, I I would watch people film the videos and I was like, it's stupid. Why would anyone do that? And then, you know, fast forward to me coming back from very expensive acting training and I would turn on Netflix and I would see these former Vine stars in films on Netflix. I'm like, what the actual, you know, can I curse on here? Oh, please. Okay, good. Like what the actual fuck is going on here? Like these guys I just got back from training. They're not even actors. Why are they in movies? And I was very bitter. Um, very, very bitter. And also I had this weird sense of being above it. I'm a true actor. They're not, you know, they're nothing, the riffraff. Um, but when I found TikTok, I, I, I had a little flashback and epiphany to, you know, if you don't adapt in this life, you're gonna, you, it's adapt or die. That's how it goes. Um, so I wouldn't miss this opportunity. And also I needed to do it for me because I was losing what was left of my sanity. So I just started, you know, how everyone does. You start scrolling through. It's interesting. It's fun. It's a big thing. Then maybe you film a draft of something. You don't post it. because you're like, I'll never post that. Then eventually you do. And then you're stuck. Then you get hooked. And um, it was a fun way for me to be able to create from the space that I was in. And that's how it all started. So I did it selfishly for me. I needed an outlet. And then the support I ended up getting over time was, uh, and still is, pretty overwhelming. And uh, what it's done is it's kind of set me free in a way. One, in terms of validation um, as an actor and, and just overall, not satisfaction, but um, maybe, yeah, maybe satisfaction. So now as an actor, you know, typically you only perform, you get to act when you're in class or at an audition or if you book something. And that's not that free. Now I get to create, you know, whatever I want. I can play whatever role I want. I don't need to deal with casting directors or any BS or typecasting. I can do whatever I want. And it's a validating, it's validating in the way that now when I get an audition, I'm like, I don't need this. Um, because now I don't need a survival job either. This is like what I do right now while I'm, you know, still obviously, you know, doing auditions and and everything else. Um, and ideally, I guess the end goal is that one way or another, I'm going to be making, you know, big movies and shows. Um, whether that be, you know, people end up casting me for my following or cast me for my talent. I don't care. Um, <laughs> whatever. I, I, I'll swallow my pride. Sure, if you want me for my following, that's fine. I'll still, you know, fucking blow the other actors out of the water. I'm very passionate and confident in my ability. Or they don't, which is fine because whatever. I don't need you. I'll just make money doing this and make my own fucking movies. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Um, and I'm very blessed. I'm very, very grateful. And I still haven't processed it. Honestly, that's probably the PTSD. I feel like once I am happy and like take a second to be like, Holy shit, look at what I've done. Then it's all going to get taken away. At least that's what my therapist.
0: Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a a solid trauma.
1: Yeah. I guess it it was less, it it was less about the, you know, sure. The physical part, which is still kind of here. Um, but that sucked, but it was more so just that everything got taken away instantly through no fault of my own.
0: How old were you when that happened? That
1: was literally two years ago.
0: But I don't know how old you are today.
1: Exactly. No one does.
0: Oh, is that part of your Scorpio rising?
1: It min- did. It Maybe. I, maybe that's what started it. But um, originally, I had fun because people kept asking. And I was like, how old do you think I am? And I got so many different answers. And then maybe kind of just outing. I, I, I'm a bit sadistic sometimes. I like playing around.
0: Stop being so much your sign. It's too much for myself
1: and my (laughs) listeners to handle. (laughs) So I like, uh, you know, I I told people, I was like, well, maybe one day, maybe when I hit 5 million followers or whatever number I gave them, if any of them even remember, I'll, I'll let you know. But, uh, you know, I'm in my twenties, so I give people that.
0: Is that the truth?
1: That is the truth. How do I know? You don't. Exactly. Mm.
0: (laughs) I'm more concerned about it from an astrological perspective. I'd be Mm. interested to know what, transits, what astrologically was happening in your life during that. Namely, I want to know if you're having your Saturn square, if you're having your Saturn return, if you're having your Jupiter return, those are the types of things that I would like to know. What does that mean? Well, I would need to know how old you are.
1: Oh, well, I can't out myself yet. What information can I give you without?
0: Nothing else. We have to move on.
1: You would need my exact age.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'll work with what I have.
1: Maybe on a private call, just because I'm curious.
0: Well, maybe. <laughs> this might be it. This might be your one chance to talk to an astrologer. Did I
1: ruin your entire podcast now?
0: No, of course not. I good. We pivot, we move, we flow. Another question I do want to ask you is, as someone who is an actor, who was sort of taking a more traditional path to achieve that goal, And then to have found this wonderful platform for you where you can create, it's on your own terms, you can have fun, you can express yourself, you could also develop a cult of personality, which obviously, this is what we are reconciling here in this podcast with not knowing how old you are, I totally accept. But I also am wondering if you feel fully satiated by this as a directional change. Right. Because obviously a more traditional and kind of, to be honest, old fashioned path of like becoming an actor has its own sort of, you know, you have your you have your peers, you have your team, you have like, you know, that process of being on set and then getting those awards, whatever. I clearly, this is not my journey. So I'm literally making things up on the spot, but I'm sure you know what I mean. There's a certain sort of, there's a certain sort of like prestige that comes specifically with pursuing that as your creative passion. With this major pivot, which is obviously sort of accelerated, 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 all of it. With moving forward at this rate, accelerating at the rate that you do and exhilarating your creativity, Do you find this to be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly it? Or does it still feel like though it hasn't connected the dots?
1: That's a very good question. I know what you're saying um, about the traditional, almost pretentious uh, way of actors um, in that, you know, there's only one way to do
0: it. I mean, the Marlon Brando, the James Dean. Yeah, like the the old fashioned
1: ghosts that are following (laughs) you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Talk about the ghosts. Them as performers (laughs) um, is more so. What I'm running from or channeling, um, but they're fascinating individuals. If anyone ever has the time to uh, research them,
0: well, Marlon Brando is also an Aries, just like you. Uh,
1: my first major, uh, you know, role that I booked was to actually reprise Mr. James Dean in a biopic. It was going to be a big studio feature, and the director wanted me to go method for it. And I, I'm not a method actor, but I agreed to it because you know, like I'm not going to turn down this opportunity. <laughs> um, and uh, everyone wants to be cool with James Dean, right? Um, but he—the more I, I basically spent three months um, preparing or, or, or becoming Mr. Dean, and uh, then the the budget got pulled and the movie got scrapped, and I did that with no real support system or you know guidance or appropriate guidance. Uh, so don't try this at home, actors. Um, yeah. So if you already have mental health issues, just big warning on that one. That being said these guys i went down this tangent because of my debilitating adhd but your question was regarding my my pivot so the archaic system of hollywood in that you know you need to appease certain people or to get certain accolades or, or credits to kind of climb each rung of the ladder it's it's outdated it is archaic um and it's it's really frustrating as i'm sure every actor can attest to um I myself have friends who've been, you know, recurring roles on, on major television shows and then they, nothing comes of it Then they sit around for years and I'm like, I could never do that. (laughs) Um, so that this is a blessing in that way. Do I miss being on set? Yes, absolutely. Being on set is like my favorite thing in the world. I mean, it's a bunch of people who come together to build a fantasy world, right? I mean, there's nothing cooler than that. And it's, it's such a, an amazing place to be. But, um, This pivot hasn't really taken that away from me, in that I won't be on set anymore (laughs) because, like, my job's the same. I just I happen to do this um, on the side, or I guess like instead of like survival job. Um, So what used to be like a lot of modeling, and then like basically all these jobs that use your they're regular jobs, but you you leverage your physical appearance, like model bartender, model this, or model that, and then you make your money that way, barely scrape by, pay rent, and you know keep auditioning. So I'm grateful for this pivot, very grateful. One, because it allows me to you know, act um, all the time, every day. I get to wake up and like, not worry about like, oh, I got to get to work. Uh, um, I get up and I'm like, what should I film today? Like, what do I want to film today? It's a very freeing experience that way. And um, the fact that I can make money doing that as well is, is fantastic. I'm still waiting for, I think the industry right now is confused Um, with what to do with someone like me Uh, because I'm an actor, like I'm a a trained actor. And then now they're like, but you have a following. I'm like, yes. Like, So you're an influencer. I'm like, no, it's like a weird spot that they don't really know what to do with me yet. But I find these double standards, you know, a bit strange because you've got, you know, what, what is the number that I need? Right. Yeah. Cause I think like, I don't even know, like I've got, like 4 million, I think, on TikTok almost. And it's like, I'm already an actor and I've got a built in audience. So you would think, one would think that the industry would be very excited about that. But then you've got people with way bigger followings than me that aren't actors that then get, you know, like a- Addison Ray, I believe her name is. She's like a big girl on TikTok and she, and I'm sure she trained once, you know, and, and did everything in preparation for it, but she, she played the lead or was given the lead in like a a Netflix reboot of like, she's the man. And for me, I'm just like, Hmm, like not much has really changed since the whole Vine days, me coming back from acting class. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's a bit frustrating that way. And I'm waiting for those dots to connect. So I'm going to be like, wait a second. He's, he's, he's an actor. He's good. And he's got a following. Let's cast him. Um, so that's what I'm waiting for. But again, I'm not holding my breath because I don't need it. And I think that's the freedom I've gotten with this pivot.
0: You said something that I was really struck by because I think that this is the, there are so many plus sides. And then there's also a lot of challenges that come with being, for some reason, what just came into my head is the judge the jury and the executioner, but that's not what I was trying to say.
1: I mean, it kind of fits. I mean, Maybe
0: it is what I'm trying to say. There are a lot of pivots with being responsible for maintaining, creating, and building your own relevancy, right? Oh, yes. and, and you said this sort of like, um, you know, I'm at 4 million and like when we reached out to you to book this, you were not you were at 3 million and that was literally not that fucking long ago so you're obviously experiencing exponential growth but yet you're it's like what is that number what's that breaking point what's that threshold and that feels terrifying to be sort of calibrating for especially since you have had struggles with your mental health especially with ADHD i could imagine that the that feels like a lot of pressure to constantly be creating something constantly be producing something and for that thing that you're producing to have to maintain a level of excellence that your followers are expecting <laughs> i don't mean to be traumatizing you as i'm saying this you're looking like damn i just i just got like a <laughs> thousand yard like vietnam flashbacks like
1: no but it's you're you're right pressure.
0: it's a lot of pressure
1: um it's it's so being a creator for anyone who doesn't know, it is so much fucking work. <laughs> I'm fortunate in that the content that I create is also what I love to do, um, for the most part. Now it's it's as much as a lot has changed, not a lot has changed because in the industry, you know, you always do one for them, one for you, right? So like when I spent thousands on classes, I didn't intend to, you know, my first big like paid role to be hot bartender. And yet there I was playing bartender (laughs) winking and like, Oh, let me get your stain and like, like ridiculous shit. And I'm sitting there just like, it sounds like the role of a lifetime, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) I can do like nine accents. I've trained, like I can do stuff. Let me show you. That's what we want. Um, but it's not always the case. So you do one so you can pay rent and then you do one that you want to do one for them, one for you. And that's kind of, especially how these uh, social media platforms go. Once you cultivate a following and you've got all these supporters, even if you're not thinking about it actively, subconsciously, you've got, you've got to keep them entertained, um, which I relish the opportunity to do. My biggest enemy, as always, is myself because it's finding that balance, which I've always struggled with in every aspect of my life, um, moderating and, and balancing, um, between creating content that is fulfilling to me that i want to do content that performs well and then also content that my followers want to see so it's all about trying to kind of uh balance those three things and what you fail to realize as you're doing these things especially for someone like myself who's like wondering what the hell industry like every video i post i've got you know hundreds of thousands of people commenting like why hasn't netflix hired you i'm like i don't know like fuck if i know man i'm, I'm just, i can't even think about that right now all i got to do is think about each video i'm taking baby steps ever since um you know ptsd that lovely little thing uh I, I don't think far ahead anymore um not at least you know specifically i just try to take things as they come so i'll wake up and be like all right i should film a video today what should i film but I have to be very careful going down that rabbit hole and burning myself out, basically trying to appease the algorithm um, of any platform, because in doing so, you realize, one, eventually you're not happy with the content you're putting out, two, you're comparing yourself to all these other creators um, when there's literally nothing you can do about it, especially you know, in an app like TikTok, the algorithm is so randomized um, that you don't know what it's going to At all. Everyone just takes their best guess and does the best. So nobody is actually a TikTok expert. And that's factually, you can quote me on that. We all know our own experiences that run as a different set of rules on that app. I I try to post every day, like once a day. Um, I have friends who post once a week and their engagement never changes. I've got friends who post like twice a week, or some people take a month off and nothing changes. And like for me, it's like if I take a day off, it seems to really make a big difference. So no one knows.
0: TikTok sounds like it. Based on this, if that's your experience with the algorithm, it sounds like it's like literally the manifestation of somebody's deepest anxieties and fears. Like for you to be like, if I take a day off, I see, I do see a difference. That yeah. is then like a demonic entity being like, ha ha ha, like forever. <laughs> yeah, yes. like this was your greatest fear, realized, you know, like
1: basic dude. It's a toxic relationship, the algorithm. It really is. Because And I can't say specifically. So uh, allegedly, a lot of the times when you're you're monetizing content on a platform, sometimes you know even when you're not, they can suppress your views, Um, like things like shadow bans and such like that. That you know publicly they'll deny exist, but they do exist. um, Where they don't ban you because your content didn't technically you know violate any rules, but they just don't want to show it because they don't like it for whatever reason. Uh, The powers that be, the algorithm, whoever. I don't know. The Illuminati. Definitely. Right? Um, But yeah, no. I mean, I think for me, someone who craves control, it's a conundrum that I'm in because, and again, why did I choose being an actor if I crave control? Who knows? I'm not even a masochist. So recently, and I call this personal growth, maybe, um, I've decided that if I need to, I will allow myself to take a day off every week on Sundays. Um, I'm actually mandating it um, for myself for at least, you know, this month, because I was burning myself out, like consistently. It's like I'm constantly driving full speed down a highway. And like, I just like every time I have an accomplishment or an achievement or anything, that'll be a rest stop on the side of the road. And it's like, hey, dude, take a minute, like relish this process it, enjoy it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I can, I can make more, you know, make more headway. So I keep going until I run out of gas inevitably and my car breaks down. That's just rinse and repeat what I do, but at least I've acknowledged it.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I was in such a survival state for so many years and so begrudging of anyone who could even possibly experience burnout because I was so, I just wanted to work. You know, I wanted to work so badly. I wanted to support myself. I wanted to be, I wanted to have such a busy schedule that I could even imagine burning out, you know, like I, anytime somebody talked about it, I was like, oh, fuck off. Like that is such a position of privilege to even be burning out in the first place.
1: It is. So I
0: didn't realize what would actually happen when I did. And I didn't listen to people when they talked about what it actually, what you go through and it's how it truly is it's an uncontrollable Mm self-sabotage that is how I would describe it is that everything that I had thought that all of the uh you know the the principles and the ethics and the hard work and like the resilience and the tenacity and the passion everything that I had sort of built my business and identity on didn't matter because I didn't have enough energy to maintain it I didn't have enough energy to even give a fuck yeah. which then meant I was not actually living up to the expectations that I had put myself I had put on myself and I was disappointing myself but I was also too exhausted to do anything about it and realizing that burnout was not just this theoretical thing but it was actually getting in my own way was a really, I'm still recovering. I putting up so many walls and so many boundaries and so many, I'm, I reduced all of my work exponentially in a way that if you had told me that five years ago, I would have been like, fuck off. Like no way I'm ever going to do that because I'm just so grateful to be working. Um, what does burnout feel like for you?
1: Oh my God. Well, I mean, I have depression anyway. Um, since this, you know, Whole car accident thing. that gave me quite a few diagnosed clinical uh, things that were.
0: Oh, the clinical type. Yeah. I <laughs> love to yeah, see yeah, it.
1: Yeah, right. They give me that official stamp. They're like, yeah, yeah, you got it, baby.
0: <laughs> nice. Great for the health insurance. Oh,
1: yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's very much like a more sudden and, and kind of, um, you know, almost more intense or concentrated anhedonia um that you get from depression and also the the sheer mental and physical exhaustion but it comes at once like all of a sudden like you'll hit that point and you're you're just burnt out and it's just like nothing matters everything that you love you don't care about right
0: now right you
1: have no desire to do it zero nothing
0: Right. And not even the one that you can fake. There's nothing, (laughs) nothing that will get you to do it. It's
1: like that I'm okay mask that I put over my depression. Like that shit broke or it doesn't fit when I, when I've got burnout. Like, it's just, it's like, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I'm done. It's gotten to the point with, you know, with depression, I'd say it's very, it's very much like a slow burn versus a right away. This is the cutoff. Uh, It's depression all at once. And some of the worst, in my opinion, um, elements of depression, which is losing your passion. Um, because like yeah. for, me, for me, it's hard to even, because I'm very logical at times um, when I'm not ruled by my emotions. I guess that's duality, huh? I've got a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um, but when I, you know, when I think about it logically, I'm like, dude, what do you have to be burnt out about? And I'm also very hard on myself, perfectionist. So that doesn't help. I'm like you're living the dream right now, like some people think you're famous. you've got this huge group of people that support you and want to see your content. That's a dream for an actor you've got an audience who wants to see you perform and you can do it from the comfort of your home if you wanted to and you can play any role you want. like what do you have to, to not be happy about? And it's because I've I've burnt myself, I stretched myself out too thin and I snapped so it's like and and there's all these elements that happen or that, that are involved subconsciously that, that you don't think about. All of a sudden you're like, "Wow, my you know I worked so hard on that, didn't get that many views. So now subconsciously, I'm like, you know what? maybe I'll do a trend this time, like something that I don't really want to do, but mm-hmm. like I'll do it um, because my, either my followers asked for it and I know it'll be successful on this platform, or so I basically sell out a little bit. And I keep doing that. And then I start looking at like other trends. And then you start comparing your views to other accounts. And then you start getting in that game. And once that happens, and then you're like, well, why didn't mine do that? Well, why, well, what, why did that happen? Why did this happen? Why?" Did that? Then you're not even chasing the passion anymore.
0: Right, right, right. And
1: that's when I get burnt out. All of a sudden, I'm like, like fuck this. Like I, and then I'll fill up my tank again, and then I'll do it all over again but now <laughs> i'm getting so sick of that shit that i'm like okay i know i'm not good at moderation i know i'm not good at balance but maybe i can do baby steps right if i just give myself one day off that'll help me i don't know make content or like get my shit together a little bit and not constantly have to like tread water and and like catch up and rush to post something or rush an edit or rush a, a brand thing and it's just a little bit of breathing room, I think, is important for everyone. Because someone asked me the other day, what are your hobbies? And it blew my fucking mind
0: <laughs> because I used to have
1: so many hobbies.
0: You, your chart should have hobbies. You should have. It's very important.
1: Right? I used to have so many hobbies, like with too many. Um, that's the ADHD where I hyper focus on a zillion different things. Um, try to learn new skills all the time. I thought about it and I'm like, it's a slippery slope where your passion becomes your job. So what I used to do for enjoyment, I'm now doing for work. And it's all kind of correlated to that losing sight of why you're doing what you're doing when you get caught up in you know, pleasing other people. So I think, um, again, it comes down to the balance uh, for me. I need to work on that. I'm sure you knew that. You knew that from my chart, probably.
0: <laughs> I did, but I think also, our anyone would know that from four million on TikTok.
1: That's surreal to me. Still, so, like, I don't really, I don't look at that number. That's not even one of the numbers I really am that concerned with. Um, the number of followers, like, all I care about. I'm just selfish. I'm like, did anyone see it? How many people saw that video?
0: Well, maybe also who saw it, right? Because you're also still wanting to get cast.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean. For me, again, I I can't think that far ahead, right? I'm like, I'm sitting here like they're gonna see it eventually. Someone's gonna find me eventually. I've got like hundreds of thousands of people being like, Netflix, why aren't you here? Like, like eventually, someone's gonna be like, wait a second, this guy writes his own scripts. He's an actor. He's got a built-in following. Seems like a pretty great deal for us. Definitely, one would think.
0: I would think. Right,
1: but uh, I would, (laughs) but I don't work at Netflix. But yeah, and and also whatever i i can't think that far ahead right like i right now i'm just like all right what am i going to film like I, I didn't even film anything today but I'm, I'm very much working on on not i don't have to post everything no i know once and you long. don't really
0: need more like you have a lot again
1: like do i need more followers you
0: have a huge platform
1: yeah like you get caught up in the growth it's yeah. like Exactly, Because of the things like Addison Rae getting offered the lead in a Netflix film with no acting experience. And I'm like, well, I'm already an actor and I have millions of followers. I thought I solved that problem. But apparently I don't have enough followers. And that comes down to the whole, am I enough thing? You know, every broken, every broken person.
0: I think any person. You know, I think any person when you're when you're a human being and you're operating in a technological world where you're on this macro scale and it's not the same as, you know, fame is relatively new in humanity. You know, not fame as in like recognition within your community or even within your country, but the amount of visibility, like the ability for technology to accelerate it and to have so many eyes on you is Within the past 150 years, you know, it's not, humans aren't necessarily wired to have like global international fame in a sustainable way, which is why, of course, you know, with almost every famous person before the internet, you would always hear about their like complicated narratives and their complicated challenges. And it was like, wow, what, a, what an e true Hollywood story. Um, but now there are so many people who could become famous so fast. And there's not really a lot of infrastructure to support that, you know, even therapists aren't really qualified to be able to speak to it because nobody really knows. Nobody really knows how to, how it feels when you have 4 million people on your ass waiting for content, loving you, but also demanding certain versions of you that you may not be able to meet at that time again i do not mean i'd like go go off and record your content but also maybe like i say this thing called tank there are no coincidences like i think that you have a big enough platform and that you know what you want and you know what you need enough to be able to sit back and see what happens you know
1: that's that's kind of where i'm i'm getting myself to mentally one because like I, I have to battle or grapple with the fact that I'm like never satisfied
0: right which is going to be a forever thing yeah
1: it's just who I am i'm I'm always hungry for something I'm desirous of everything which but- is
0: beautiful <laughs> that's like jo devere that's yeah. like Vitality. It's my
1: superpower and my curse. Um, it's why I got to where I am, but it's also why I have all my problems.
0: Your ch- you, if we had your full chart, <laughs> the things we could do, <laughs> but even just with the three we have, it is so literal. Okay. Now let me ask you a few more questions. Sure. These are questions we ask every guest. The first question is, what do you believe in?
1: What do I believe in? I'm not religious anymore. Um, I was anymore. I well, I was raised Catholic. I was forced to to do all that. I did CCD, and then I once I got confirmed, I was like, I'm out. I'm out of here. I just find it loathsome what people do with religion. Um, I think everyone should be able to believe in what they want to believe, but when you weaponize that as as a tool, and when you cherry pick pieces of of literature, which is what it is, to discriminate against against people, it, it's so illogical to me that i i can't fathom it um, or practice it myself um and that's not again not all people who practice you know religion are that way but unfortunately since you know the inception of religion it's always been like well our god's the right god um when in reality i believe and correct me if i'm wrong every organized religion has like one of their first like commandments or tenets is like like love one another and yet people conveniently like skip over that one to discriminate against people. And it's like, once you do that, like you're a hypocrite and don't talk to me. Uh, So I'm not religious. I do, I've recently, since my accident, I used to be just like a a very, probably too fiery, too confident, bulletproof human who didn't really give a fuck about anything except what I wanted. Um, And when I lost everything, I became very introspective, which was a nightmare. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm also grateful for that. So I do believe in, not necessarily manifestation, but perspective and mindset. It's very important to change your mindset, to kind of calibrate it, if you believe in frequencies or whatever, to whatever you want. It's, if you're thinking of a yellow car, all you're going to see are yellow cars, so... You're constantly thinking like, oh, I'm not going to get this. Oh, this isn't going to happen for me. Oh, this. Oh, that. Then you're kind of like, if you believe in manifestation, you're manifesting that. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You get what you think. You, I think, therefore, I am. I do believe in that. So what you think is what you are. You make your own reality. I'm a firm believer in that. I think that's the magic of humanity, right? We get to create our own destiny. I personally don't believe in faith. I think I make my own fate. I don't believe in any stars telling me what I'm going to do. You can tell me how I might go about what I'm going to do, but you're not going to tell me where I'm going or what I'm
0: doing. Oh, yeah. I don't think, well, I wouldn't. Someone else might, but I would never because, I mean, we are a byproduct of our own psyche. So it really all comes down to like, well, what does your psyche want to do? How does your psyche feel about that? What does your psyche think? Which then leads me to, my favorite segment, which is when I pick a tarot card for you. Mm. So you have two options. One is my strong preference. The other one I give because I think that it's important to give options. My strong preference is that you um, ask a question that is really real. It's really something that you want to know Specific question. Yes. Um, And because my deck is going to be much happier and it's going to give us a much more translatable answer, if it is specific. The other option is that we say, what do the cards say? And then we just see what we pull, but it could be, if there's nothing that we're working off, it could be a little bit all over the place. Let
1: fate decide. No, I don't think so. I'll think
0: of a question. Especially if you don't believe in fate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think I'll. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's funny though. Wow. I, I have a lot of duality. You've made me realize that. Will I get what I want?
0: Oh my God. The cards just all fell out of my hand.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I not that's not a good question. It's not a good question. We're
1: like what does this guy want? He wants everything. Um the cards literally just flipped the Taylor. fuck it. This guy wants too many things. Um,
0: <laughs> They're like we're, we're not reading. <laughs>
1: well, okay, so more specific. What should I be looking for in terms of like signs for for career opportunities this month?
0: Okay. I can work with that. Signs for career opportunities. Yes. This month, the upcoming month of August Yes. at the time of this recording. Would you like me to work with pile one, pile two or pile three?
1: Pile three.
0: Okay. So what should Chris be looking for, for career opportunities this month? Oh my God. I cannot stop pulling this card for people. It's so interesting.
1: Wait, I got the same card as everyone else.
0: Yes. But it's, it's a message that's for the collective you have to know it. It's for you. So Page of Swords, you have to have a new idea. (laughs) That is what it is. You have to have a new idea. But what does that mean for you? It means you need to give yourself enough space to have a new idea. You need to give yourself enough distance from what you're doing to have a new idea. You need, you know, and the thing is, is I've also been pulling this card for a lot of creators. So I think that maybe that is the, you know, that is the collective energy around it. And like, of course, we've all been just, our phones have become every aspect of our lives. They are not just an extension; they are the entirety. They are the they are the completion of our lives, which is too much. So it really is going to require you to step away from the you know the constant feedback loop, the constant trends, the constant audio track, so that you have enough distance to be able to come up with some new original ideas that are not things that are just a reaction. They are things that are organic from your psyche, through your soul, in your spirit. That's how mm. I interpret the card we pulled.
1: That's very accurate. I mean, I've literally been thinking about, like, I've been trying new ideas. Don't get me wrong. I try new, new ideas in terms of content like every day, but um, I haven't been happy with them necessarily. I'm surprised that I've been so, I think reactionary is the right word. Um, constantly trying to catch up as opposed to how I normally operate, how I operate most efficiently, which is just attacking or acting instead of reacting. Interesting. That was very illuminating. I would
0: say that the word is reflecting.
1: Reflecting.
0: And maybe contemplating. Mm. Yes. Those would be the words that I would I would associate with this.
1: Contemplate on a new I- a new idea.
0: But you need hmm. enough space to be able to come up with it.
1: How much can I ask a follow-up? How much space should yeah. I take?
0: <laughs> yeah, and like maybe like what does space mean? Yeah,
1: what what does space mean for me? That's a good question. Because I don't know necessarily.
0: Ace of Pentacles. Ooh. Um this means that after you like I don't know how TikTok creators are paid. I don't know, obviously, anything about your financial life. But this to me says, after you have sort of financially, you're like, okay, I'm okay for a minute. That then you can do it, and maybe that's right now.
1: Wait, I'm. I mean, last I checked, I was financially okay.
0: <laughs> so then, then it's now.
1: So what? What is that? But what is that? Like, so now I, I now I need a new idea. Yes. I feel like I haven't taken any space. I haven't. I've been trying to come up with a new idea this whole time.
0: Well, you need to come up with a new idea this month. <laughs> when, does now. it involve money now?
1: So like, should I go somewhere? Ooh, should I go somewhere? Should I take a vacation?
0: Yeah, I think that that would actually be really great because this is also inviting us to lean into the resources that you have to take that space. You have the it's resources. Yeah, you have Yeah, you have the, yeah, you have the you ha- look, look at this hand with the money.
1: <laughs> money hand. Yeah. So you no, have the resources
0: so you can take the space.
1: I think, wow, that's because, you know, I've had more financial freedom than I've ever had in my life now, but I haven't acted like it. Probably because I'm scared it's all going to get taken away
0: again. So you need to use that to find the space.
1: Maybe I should like, I should change location. I should rent out a studio or something. I just got an idea.
0: Perfect. I hope you act on it. What
1: is this this witchcraft?
0: (laughs) Well, it has been Truly a delight to have you. Oh my God, it was so much fun. I'm so excited to see all of the things, all of the things that your Aries sun, Scorpio rising, and Gemini moon does and doesn't oh, tell wait, us.
1: what is the Gemini moon before we go? So that's what makes me crazy?
0: No, it all is what makes you crazy. It's oh, a okay. special secret sauce that is you. The interesting thing is that, you know, the Aries part of you is really straightforward. You yeah. know, that I think you can identify and clarify. And it's very sort of like, that's the bumping your head part and the ambition and the velocity you know
1: i'm highly motivated by revenge i feel like that's the scorpio
0: part right that's here. the scorpio rising part so the the scorpio rising sets your stage that you're operating on so your mm. your genre is scorpio your main character energy is aries your internal dialogue is gemini oh god that's this yeah so much <laughs> <laughs> that is that's like the sub emotional narrative
1: so, Gemini Moon, my internal dialogue, the duality, to put it nicely. what is that what is what what does that manifest as?
0: you're really you you are very you're very nourished by learning. You're very nourished by communicating by language. It doesn't surprise me that you have that you know it's important enough to you that you, talk about your accents and dialects that they're in the the mini bio, you know, like that doesn't surprise me because that's really satiating for you. I have noticed that with Gemini, there's a lot of mimesis, you know, there's a lot of sort of like imitation naturally, which is beautiful. It's part of like what gives it its spirit, but it's also your emotional truth. It's your emotional um, reality. So it also needs to be really prioritized as not just something that is you know, I am going to get revenge and be the best, but it needs to be like separately from, you know, the work that I'm doing. I also genuinely want to learn and study and I want to be a perpetual student of the world. And I want to like, I'm fascinated by things and I take that really seriously, but that's like your emotional truth. So if that is being extracted and bastardized and sort of like late stage capitalized, then it's also not going to feel satiating because it's going to feel uh, like it's for others. It's not going to feel like it's not it's for me you anymore. Yeah.
1: Interesting. And in the duality. So my, I have a duality of emotions then, which makes a lot of sense.
0: Yes, you do. That's, <laughs> that is true.
1: Interesting. Thank you so much. I'm going to go research this.
0: Please do. Um, the best way of negotiating it is by communicating. But that's the, that I would say, I would say that's the trickiest thing about your chart is that the Scorpio rising loves the air of mystery and is very elusive and is very sort of like, I don't want to overreveal. my privacy is really important. I love to have sort of this aura of like, you'll never know me, but then the moon is like an oversharer. And the moon is, like, really vulnerable and kind of just wants to, like, say exactly what's on your mind, which goes with the Aries really well because it's, like, the knee-jerk reaction to things. Yeah. then the Scorpio moon is, like, you're Impulsive. blowing it.
1: You're yeah. blowing
0: it. Like, keep your mystery. You can't keep let them your mouth figure shut. you out.
1: So oh I would say God. that the hardest
0: thing about those three is negotiating, like, your genuine desire to be a storyteller, but feeling like you have to keep your cards close to your chest.
1: Interesting. Craving privacy, yet craving connection.
0: Yes, and communication, storytelling, exchanges, language, you know, learning, and that requires a certain amount of vulnerability.
1: What a conundrum I am.
0: Yes, it sounds like chronic conundrums for you, for now.
1: I'm an enigma wrapped in a conundrum.
0: That is very Scorpio rising. (laughs) So where can our listeners find you if they don't already know where to?
1: You guys can find me at the Chris Barnett, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-B-A-R-N-E-T-T. That's my handle on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And I think everything else except Snapchat, which I'm not really active on. Yeah, that's about it, guys. Um, I really appreciate you having me on this is fun.
0: I'm so glad that you came on. I'm so excited for all of the things to come. I can't wait to see your Netflix show. And thank you.
1: Thank you. (laughs) You, I appreciate it.